This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Josh Saunders. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with the 40 years of playing PlayStation 8 plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 9am Australian Standard Time on YouTube and 8am on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast services. If you'd like to be a part of future conversations, please join us on Facebook, Discord, comment below. Or if you're feeling generous, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash popculturist. Head over there, check out the tiers. Might be something there that interests you. If you do support us on Patreon, you can watch us record this show live either Saturday or Sunday, depending on the time. It's always mm. variable, man. Mm. But you can now also listen to us record Young and the Wrestlers live Ooh. as well on Thursday night. That's part wow. now newly added to Patreon. If you want to show this pop culture, uh, life of pop culture on your body, popculturist.com slash shop. You can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. And of course, we are also on a Twitch, twitch.tv slash the pop culturist. And why are you done listening to, to some PlayStation podcasts? Why don't you go check out our wrestling show? Why not? Funsies. Hey, B, man. Good. Yeah. Mm. So we're recording a good 30 hours later than we normally do. Yeah. Uh, right on the top of a Saturday, we're all high energy and we're buzzed. We're ready to go. Yeah, you still got the Sunday to come. Yeah. Mid-Sunday, Arvo is like, fuck, flat, man. It's not good, man. It's not good. I'd rather be anywhere else. Mm. <laughs> Not really, it's fine. So, so not really. I'm just tired and grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> How's your been, man? How was, how was your weekend anyway before coming here today? Great. Oh, this chair's garbage, by the way, so I'm going to probably just... And then I have to come back up at some point. Get on my level. Yeah, I have to get, I have to get down. No, no, get I don't on my level. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Went to the karaoke Friday night. Yeah, kar- Oh, is this the, the one that your dad goes to? Yeah, it was the finals. Hey! I'm still tired. I was all the, up until all the way until 11 o'clock. Fuck, dude. I'm still On fucked. a Friday? Yeah. Damn. I'm still tired. Who won, though? I don't know. I left before it finished. <laughs> was, 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 there's that guy that you were talking about last time you went, mm. one that everyone loved, mm. at Hiko. The old fella? Yeah. Yeah, he dressed up in a jester suit and sang a, a song about a fool that I didn't know and no one knew, which was a bit of a letdown, actually. Oh. So no yeah, one, he's, so all, he's all like dressed up and you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But no one knew the song, so it kind of yeah, kind of. But then he sang Adele, which apparently everyone got along, got on with. Okay, yeah, was it good Adele though? Yeah, he sang it before though. Oh, like in a previous week. It's fine. It's good. good. It's good. Go, it's good. Go, fun. go with what you know. Okay, it's good fun to watch. Mm. Just and you know the singing gets notably worse as the night goes on. And, you know, the crowd gets yeah, more into it. But the crowd gets more into it. So you know, it's good times. Yeah. You're gonna get up there? No. Not ever? Nope. Probably not. Speaking of music, though, um, we had a guy come into uh, our workplace to sort of show interest in working there in some capacity, in some form. Apparently, he was also a local music man back in your days. Oh. Around your... Uh, your uh, My scene. Yeah, I forgot what they were called. What was the band called? Silhouette. Silhouette. I thought mm. it was Masquerade, but wasn't the name of the, the EP? Thought of what? Oh, Masquerade. Yeah. Yeah. No. Le yeah, Grand Macabre. That was close. Which Maybe, is like... Moving a little bit. It's like... The masquerade in French or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I fucking> know. <laughs> yeah, so he mentioned that you know he's been you know it was part of the the Geelong metal scene like you know you 10, 10, 15 years ago. He did. I don't remember what it was. Redshaw, one year past. No. Lamont. That sounds familiar. 
Yeah, no, he, he used to work pop. He used to work, used to work pop culture. I appreciate how much information you've brought me today. <laughs> 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 hey, some guy played music around the same time as you. Cool. No, What's just, his name? I don't know. Was, what was, band was he in? I don't know. It was. It was funny because um. He mentioned that they used to work. He used to be in part of the the you know the, the metal scene around that point. And he goes, it was pretty tiny, so I still know all the everyone about him. My, I got a buddy of mine named Josh. He's played bass player uh, for a, a bass. band. Was it you played bass? Didn't you? No, Pianos? guitar and keyboard. Keyboards. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I know. I said he played music in the. He played something in there. Uh, it, was, it was a short dude, and uh, it was like a goth thing. Is like, he went? Oh yeah. Um, where the fuck did I come? I said masquerade again. Oh, oh yeah, silhouette. I'm like, yeah, that's the one. That sounds about right. So you're infamous. You know, you I'm were. still mildly infamous. Yeah. Every now and then I'll see someone who's like, hey, it's pretty cool. Like, what happened to your hair? Like, shut up. <laughs> I look more metal now. Anyway. You do look more metal now. Much more metal. Have you done anything? The guy the music at Oxygen in town when I bought my daughter a guitar. Yeah. For, He's like, no way, man. Are you Josh from Silhouette? No, not quite. But he remember he used to watch me. Well, I watched the band way back when. It's fun. It's good times. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that infamous thing. All right. Just imagine where we could be today if we stuck with it. <laughs> Playing in Melbourne <laughs> instead of Geelong. <laughs> you ever thought about doing a reunion tour? Nah. Nah. I'm out of the game, man. It's been far too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fun. That'd be fun, yeah. But we, not, I don't think any of us see each other anymore. So yeah, that's yeah. nothing to do with games. You playing a game this week? No. All right, moving on. Me either. But actually, nothing. Yeah, really. What have we been doing instead? Just hanging out. Yeah, it's just been a busy week. I've started rewatching Game of Thrones, just in my quiet time. Yeah. Yeah, those first seasons are packed. So much happens. So much more than I remember it happening. Like yeah. stuff that I thought was about season three is like episode five of season one. Yeah, so well, we've, well we watched the Battle of Winterfell. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, I haven't played much games this week apart from Days Gone, really. Mm. Um, it was good. Yeah, no, I it was good. It was fine. It was like it, it's dark. The episode's called The Long Night. <laughs> there was some questionable, uh, questionable shit mm. in there. Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, the really only downside that I, that we faced because we were streaming it from Foxtel. Mm. Um, the stream was kind of iffy like we have great internet here so it's not internet, so it's not internet concern and that was the issue the issue wasn't the darkness it was just the lack of quality because when when anything's too dark and you're trying to get shades of black mm-hmm. you get that artifacting you get that little those like pixelated look mm-hmm. so when they're trying to show this grand like this darkness and always sees different fucking squares mm-hmm. you can't differentiate what's what no. so that, that that's though. not their fault like the showrunner's fault no no I have no issue with Game of Thrones this is totally a Fox style problem mm-hmm. This is 100% a lot of Foxtel people problem. did, though. Oh, no, I, I, no, I yelled directly at Foxtel. Like, oh, everyone lived. Well, like, most oh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, like, what the fuck was that? It's like, yeah, they did. Subverting expectations, because the week before, everyone was like, oh, so sad. I'm, this story's over. They're going to die. They're going to die. Oh, I just can't. They're alive. Fuck you. It's like, but you didn't want it. They... Well, I, I Cause, thought... Because we're getting to the end of the se- of the series. I think just everyone's just getting real nitpicky with this shit now. I was really expecting there to be more death. Mm. Am I devastated that there's, there's, there's less death? No, not at but all. If there was so much, you'd, it wouldn't, I don't think it would have much meaning as well. The few that mm. we got, I thought, were good and made sense. Yeah. It's big spoilers. My only issue... 
but it was still cool how the Night King is just dead now. Well, that was the whole thing. That was the yeah, but thing. like it's this seven seasons of build up, and that you this guy's no fucking around. Mm. Yeah, He's dead now. But in that season seven, that seven seasons of build up was trying to figure out how to defeat him as well. Yeah, you know, and they did. They did their research and they found out all this information. And Sam found out Dragon Glass kills them. First man to kill a White Walker in thousands of years, Mister Tarly. I'm glad he survived. I thought it was fine. Although it does feel, now that we're going from the Night King to Cersei, it feels like a bit of a downgrade. That's the point I'm making. Like, I thought it was going to end with, like... Granted, it is ending as it should. Like, Game of Thrones is always being a political drama. Mm. So it, it is finishing on that political drama. Mm. It hasn't been political for quite a while now. Yeah. Like, watching the first few seasons, I'm up to I'm nearly finished season two. It's a very different show mm. back then. Well, once was I think I think that's the problem. Like now that they had to switch out of what George R. R. Martin was planning or using his source material, they've been like, well, let's make they've got to wrap it up. Yeah, they've got to wrap it up, and that's okay. Yeah, but it makes sense in the context of the story because now when they're going to fight Cersei after the Night King, they they don't have this huge army anymore. That's yeah. that's where the struggle is going to come from. But saying that though, Cersei was like, "What? There's a giant dead problem. That's ah, cool." wins that makes sense for her character <laughs> yeah but i just love the idea of uh, <coughs> what'd you do nah, absolutely nothing absolutely nothing that's her long that's her long con she, she knows what's up uh i did also we did also paris and i were speculating that hodor would rock up or they would use all previously deceased characters mm. so as they're like ready the lines are lines are drawn like this fucking party and then like six people walk forward Mm. And it's like the Night King fucking with. It's them the Night King fucking with them. So there's like Hodor. There's the old the old Starks. It's like everyone that you think it would be, and you're like, fuck, motherfucker. Well, so they have to get through them before they then get through the waves, or the, <laughs> then the wave comes through them, and then they get lost in the shuffle. The wave was great though. That was very cool. Yeah, it's like a tsunami. That's enough Game of Thrones though. But yeah, no, like, I've not played much this week apart from a little bit more Days Gone. I'm uh, still enjoying it. It's still fine. Mm-hmm. Like the game's certainly not horrendous. I am having some audio problems here and there that I've never found before. There has been like two patch updates since. Apparently, a lot of people are experiencing crashes under the new patches. Not me personally. Okay. Yeah, it's more of the game. It's not bad though. It's certainly not bad. It is certainly not a bad game. It's a solid seven out of ten. <laughs> but now it's time for the news. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. In a section we call Inform the Players. Number one, Borderland 3's Claptrap, as many fans noticed during the week's gameplay reveal, has a new voice, and both Gearbox and the original voice actor have weighed in on why that is. The original voice actor for Claptrap, David Eddings, revealed on Twitter that he isn't reprising his role in Borderlands 3. Quote, No, for the first time, I insisted on getting paid for my performance, and all of a sudden they couldn't afford me. Now, I'm not telling them how to run their business, but maybe next time they should just put the $12 million payment from 2K in the Gearbox bank instead. Just saying. Uh, it's also said Borderlands 3's campaign will be about 30 hours. Yep. And it won't, but will have microtransactions. Yeah, it's like it doesn't have microtransactions. It has Only small, cosmetic ones. It has small purchasable content, otherwise known as microtransactions. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I think, uh, old, uh, old, what's it, Rand, dead, dead, Red Dead Pitch- Randy Pitchford. <laughs> um, I th- think for him, there's... 
the problem with the, the microtransaction, everyone's like, everyone's associating microtransaction with loot boxes mm. and like stepping away that the the term microtransaction is just the term for a small purchase within a video game. Yeah. Like it's not exclusive to loot boxes, not exclusive to pay to win things. Like everything that you buy that is a small dollar purchase is a microtransaction. microtransaction. Yeah. Whether it be a, a shirt, a gun, or a bomb that kills everyone. I don't care that it has costumes. I don't give a fuck. It's a prominently single-player game. So, sure. Whatever. Like, cosmetics, it's that weird line. Cosmetics I never gave a shit about, um, but I'm I'm bored. I'm so bored of hearing about microtransactions. That's what they want. That's what they want. That's what they want. Yeah, because the second that we stop caring, they'll be like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, plus, it's the perfect game for that that sort of that purchasable system so when David Eddings was, was voicing Claptrap he was employed at um Gearbox so on top of his normal role he'd go do the voice work for Claptrap and all that mm-hmm. all kind of like it's a different role but you're still getting paid under salary and all yeah. that now he's not working there and they want him to come back they didn't want to pay him the balls of them going hey do you want to come back and you pay me do you want to reprise your now no. iconic role in video gaming and we're not going to give you diddly squat. Saying that though, like you could easily voice manipulate that to sound the same. Like, have you ever sure. watched? Have you ever watched the behind the scenes? It sounds of South pretty Park? close. It sounds pretty close now. Yeah. Have like, you ever watched the behind the scenes of South Park when they do their recording? Like Cartman's mom oh, isn't yeah. a woman. It's yeah. Trey Parker. Yeah. And they just tweak it to make it yeah. sound like a woman. Even Cartman doesn't sound like Cartman. No, Cartman is just a slightly upper voice, and then they've like it's, they fuck with it so heavily yeah. that it becomes a different voice. Yeah. yeah. No, that they'll be fine. The new voice is fine. I didn't actually recognise at the time that it wasn't the Same. original Claptrap. Um, yeah, but that's just Borderlands stuff. Thirty hours is pretty good. Yes, uh, that's if you as, 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 as that if you mainline it. line it, so you yeah. don't go into your side missions or anything. Fine yeah. by me, not too much of a concern. I imagine I'll get fifty ish out of it. Yeah, maybe ish. I'll give it a go. Maybe um, depends how I'm feeling. I didn't finish number two. You didn't I finish number one. Mm. Never got to the end of number two. I don't think I finished any of them. Pretty confident I haven't two. finished any of them. Yeah, the, t- the the pre-sequel was really just not great. Uh, Did finish Charles from the Borderlands, though, which is now canon in the Borderlands universe. Oh, how, what, how, how's that confirmed? Well, those, the characters are in from three? Tales from the Borderlands are in 3. Yeah. yeah. And nice. Tales is the best Telltale game ever released. And I'll, I'll die by that. That's the hill I'll die on. I think you're fine. That's good. Number two, Ubisoft is teasing a Ghost Recon announcement by unveiling Skelcon. A fictional convention related to scale technology, a corporation heavily associated with Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. <coughs> the official scale technology website is now promoting Scalcon, advertised May 9th, 2019, event at 11.30am PT. What this announcement will be is still unknown, but many fans, including those on Reddit, are hoping for something related to Ghost Recon Wildlands 2. The fictional scale is known for creating technology for both military and civilian uses, notably drone and camouflage tech. Though a sequel to Wildlands is certainly possible, Ubisoft announced on Tuesday that the original Wildlands, which was released just over two years ago, would receive new DLC involving a character played by Punisher actor John Bernthal. See, I was he just... He looked dope in that game. He does look dope. I saw he the picture. Dope. I was like... Mm-hmm. Saying that, though, I was like, isn't this game like two years old? And yeah, and there is, you two go, years two years old. old. And it's still being supported. That's fucking brilliant. Ubisoft, I don't think have dropped off any of their games well not for um, the last like rainbow six rainbow six siege, siege is still going, going for honor is still going and mm. for honor with this weekend being may the 4th yeah, had yeah. lightsabers yeah I saw fucking some pretty cool. brilliant ubisoft are doing very good at 
long-term support for their yeah, games. Yeah, I love it. And not only just long-term support, but really turning them around. Because Four Runner launched and everyone was like, oh, well, we reviewed Siege, it. Siege launched and everyone was like, uh. And now they're still some of the most played games today. Yeah, like we reviewed Four Honor and we were pretty blur on it. Like mm. it was fine, mm. but did, we don't think we weren't thinking it was going to have this long tail. And mm. two they're, years later... They're really good at doing that. Um, I went... I originally played Wildlands with you. We were so graciously given codes. Lots of codes, I think. A handful of them, Four yeah. gold edition codes, I think we were given yeah. way back when. Um, played it with you for a little bit. And then I was like, eh. But then Alex and I were playing it for a bit last year. And it was, it was fucking good, man. Yeah, and those updates have been pretty it was very, solid. very good. And like the Predator stuff mm. and all of that. I've always considered going back to it. I look at it every now and then. I'm like, oh, I could do that again. Yeah. Because um, for me, it's, and just, like, you oh, just, it's just an easy download. And you weren't just like raining in guns. Like you had, to, there were locations on the map that you had to find to find new weapons. Mm. You didn't just couldn't switch between fifty different ones. Yeah, like a lot of it was the like some of the early things that shaped the division, but in a jungle. Yeah, a very big jungle. Actually, I think that's what got me down on it. Travel time. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, travel time. But once you get a heli, you're just like, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no so concerns. as for what this could be. Don't know. I think could be a Wildlands too, but if they're still supporting it, I I don't think there's a need to do a sequel for yeah, it. Yeah, unless they fundamentally want to change, like mm. the, the, the setting, the, I the suppose behind the scenes stuff that they can't do. You know, well, I guess it's the same reason with the division, right? The division was so sound by the end of it, mm. apparently, from all force, like from all, all like we. Didn't, I didn't play it, so I'm going by hearsay here. Mm. But apparently, it was yes. Yeah, so by the end of Division One, it was so tight. Mm that the Division 2 is almost not unnecessary but it's like okay but having them want to completely change the location mm. made it a second one possible yeah and you know maybe that's what they'll do with the Wildlands 2 maybe it'll be a similar game but not called Wildlands it'll be well you couldn't really put it in a city because that's a division mm. I don't know but whatever it is you can probably uh, rest easy knowing it'll be supported for a few years yeah and that's certainly a positive as well Number three, Anthem is meant to have a 10... <laughs> Speaking of not being supported. <laughs> Anthem, believe it or not, is meant to have a 10-year life cycle of post-launch content, but in light of the game's systematic problems, Bioware's lack of communication and a dwindling player base, apparently, like, queuing for stuff just takes ages now. The ambitious post-launch schedule is looking less and less likely, especially in light of recent news about the game's shifting development team. In recent weeks, three key members of Anthem's lead development team have departed from work on the project, including executive producer, lead producer, and lead director. Uh, all those, The first two are going to Dragon Age, and the last one is coming back later following a personal sabbatical. Oh boy. I've got more. According to a recent tweet from one of those devs, I should have read their names, but I didn't. The reason behind the scenes reshuffle seems to be Dragon Age shaped as Bioware places a majority of its focus on getting Dragon Age 4 out of the door. Several reported reboots of the RPG, following several reported reboots of the RPG sequel. On Twitter, on Twitter, Anthem Live service head Chad Robertson affirmed that he and Ben Irving, who are leading the game nowadays, are 100% committed to Anthem. All right, well, so first off, that queue, that, that queuing thing. So apparently, apparently, because neither, neither you or I have played it since the beta, mm-hmm. uh, that in the grind and the, the, sorry, the loot drop versus grind ratio is so poor that people are willing to run the strongholds or whatever at lower difficulties mm. because going hard gives you no better loot. The extra loot. time involved. Apparently, yeah. they, apparently, they added a fight in, or there's a fight on the test. There's 
a new boss or something where the actual boss encounter itself is like 90 minutes mm. and you just get normal chest rewards. Yeah. Not so like there's no incentive to play those higher levels. So anyone tries to go higher, no one's there to play with them. You could look at Division 2 as a similar thing though, like playing like you get a little bit more loot for doing it on high difficulty, but that high difficulty could you could let's say let's say a uh, mission on challenging takes you 20 minutes mm. and you get four five pieces of exotic loot at the end or high end loot. Then you do it on heroic and it takes twice as long, but you only get six pieces. Well, you could have run the challenging version twice and gotten eight total pieces. Mm. You know what I mean? Saying that, though, but I actually have more fun changing the level. Yeah, me too. Like, it it's makes not... It, yeah, enjo- it, it makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, it makes me get think more tactically. Because in The Division 2, the gameplay is tactical, <clears throat> where you have to keep tabs on all the enemies and all that, and it's not just... Sure, there's bullet sponges, but it's not just a boss standing there for 20 minutes going, ugh, ugh, and you're just like... Well, cause, yeah, <laughs> the subtle thing that we've mentioned like a thousand times was like the armor armor spots. Mm. Like, although they are bullet sponging, you knock one armor off, like one arm as perhaps, or a chest mm. piece, and you just go, everyone, chest. Yeah. And then they're down in like a fucking second. Mm. Like, it's not like, all right, if there's armor levels dropped, apparently. No, it hasn't. Yeah, that's good. But on like... A 10-year plan? Are they fucking serious? On top of that, though, uh, with the people that have bounced out, makes sense. If if the game isn't in full development anymore, they don't need all these extra people, mm. they can go off and use their, I imagine, high services, high, you know, skills mm. in something like Dragon Age. Like, right now, it's probably going to be pushed to whatever their, like, I don't know, live services team is. Mm. Well, the two people that left were the executive producer and the lead producer. The game is produced. Yeah. You know, now it's got to be supported, but the game is out. It's finished. Yeah. So, like, they'll they'll, they'll leave it with the live live services team, presumably what they're called, and they'll they'll be the ones that chip away at the DLCs and all the extra tweaks and stuff, and Mm. maybe they'll come back at some point and be like, well, even then, like, I don't think they fucking care. So, it's... It's it, these these overarching dudes are no longer needed. Yeah, correct. So it's it's it, I don't think it's a show that Anthem is poo. I think everything else around Anthem is showing that it's poo. Yes. Like two yeah. people leaving get, isn't I a get song. What you yes. Mean, I get uh, number four it doesn't really have anything to do with PlayStation, but how however Psionics really got their start through being launched on PS Plus. I thought it'd be worth. Noting? Yeah, true. None turned down. Fortnite creator Epic Games has announced that it has acquired Psyonix, the studio behind Rocket League. Psyonix revealed the news on the blog that promises this, that this will only bring about positive changes for Rocket League and its community. According to Psyonix, Rocket League always has been and always will be a community-driven game. <laughs> Driven. And now that we have joined forces with Epic, we'll be able to serve our community in even bigger and better ways. As for these changes in the short term, Sonic's claims nothing will change at all in the future. It plans to bring Rocket League to the Epic Game Store and will grow the game in ways it couldn't do before. The announcement also goes into detail how this will be great for the Rocket League esports ecosystem as it, quote, significantly increases its potential reach and resources and that the team at Sonic's will stay the same but will have the power and experience of Epic Games to help support it. So, if you go back a couple decades... The guys at Sionix, um worked closely with Epic on Unreal Tournament and stuff like that. So they've always had a 
kind of, mm. you know, they, they've known each other pretty well for all these years. I think it's probably got something to do with, because Rocket League is like a $20 purchase and you can buy some keys to open your crates, I think they're. I think Epic will be hosting their servers for them, so Sonics don't have to have that cost involved anymore. That's just a theory, um, and yeah, and then of course it may or may not leave Steam in the future, which is. I really enjoy reading those comments. Yeah, I, I love reading, just, reading all that it's shit. It's just so it's delicious, mate. I could salt my casseroles for a week. <laughs> <laughs> reading one comment section. Speaking of, I said casserole because I've got one slow cooking at the moment. Oh. Sausage casserole. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. See, this is this is fascinating for me, and it also makes total sense. So, like, Psionics, exceptional, like you know, they're exceptional little independent studio. On top of that, though, their big hunt, the big hunk of their money has been and gone. Like almost everyone has Rocket League now. Very like their sales would still be coming through, but I guarantee you they are less. So if they intend to do any more big things that they require a lot of capital, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So by connecting with Epic Games, they are guaranteed a minimum base money. Yeah, there's a, there is a guaranteed investment from Epic Games into them. Yeah. So regardless of how their sales are doing or what advertising they are doing, like there is still a baseline of dollars coming through. Mm-hmm. So where that that's to use the scale of like one to a hundred, right? So even if they sell like, you know. 10% of their ga- like 10% of their total income is now was just sales now there's an extra 70 80% to help bump that in mm. and wh- like i said whether epic maybe also just takes chain takes the cost of the servers mm. over for them or moves them to the epic servers well, that's what i mean even if the they're, base income they're not just maybe like, not giving them money but they're also saving them a fair bit yeah even if it's like hey we're gonna up. give you x amount of dollars you do whatever you want with it like well we're gonna offload some of our server costs mm. we're gonna bring them into here bring them into there mm. and sort of stuff like i don't see it, I, I don't see it as an as a negative i think it's totally no. a good thing mm-hmm. i'm sure there are the there are probably some negative concerns around it but i think it's it's less of a concern than people think. Epic and are probably like, hey, you have a battle pass now? So do we. Come on board. Mm. Battle well, pass bros. <laughs> I am, yeah, plus the whole like Epic's game store shit is just still delicious. Yeah, well, I don't play on PC, so I nah, don't give a stuff. Okay? I don't have time for that. Well, you should care because it's anti-consumerism. Fuck off. Nope. PS Plus games no, for May. It's 20- <laughs> absolute capitalism at its finest. PS Plus games for May 2019. You get Overcooked 1 and What Remains of Edith Finch. That's top, it. Top selling games yeah. for us. <laughs> That's so ball. Like overcooked. No, they're brilliant. good games. They're good games. They're good games, and I'm, I actually do want to play What Remains of Edith Finch because I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. So they're good games, but fuck, where's the value anymore? Where, where, where's it gone? Mm. It's gone. We take all these away, and what do you get instead? Two indie games. Come on, Sony. Well, look at. <sighs> Uh, it's like I understand like the idea is like like people use like PS Plus gives us a lot more background things than we than we notice right mm. but saying that though the biggest visual thing about PS Plus is these quote unquote free games so does Xbox Live it has all that background stuff oh no 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 but you're also the point I'm getting at is yeah. what would, the thing that we're directly seeing fucking sucks yes like if it was like get all this background shit and here are some good to you know good to great games like sweet or even if they just fill it with numbers they're like here's two average games mm. and a couple of extras 
Everyone's, you know, thinking, oh, maybe they'll put Chuck in a VR title every month yeah. or, you know. Especially <laughs> now that they've confirmed the VR is backwards compatible with the, you know, with what will be PS5. Like, it'll work. Why the fuck Why not? Why not something like Killzone Shadowfall? Yeah. An old first party game. There's no licensing get, there because they own that shit. Get the multiplayer scene in that game happening again because the multiplayer was pretty damn good. Because they don't have a first per, uh, exclusive shooter. Kills on Shadowfall, early infamous mm. Second Son, you know, maybe earlier first party titles. Like, uh, like this is the same as you. Don't get me wrong, Overcooked is amazing, and I love Overcooked endlessly. But that's really abysmal. Yes. Oh, I can't I, say much more about it. I We've said just, it since oh. March when they turned Well, yeah, off they took it away. And, like, since then, they've delivered nothing of an impressive note. Mm. And it's a real shame. Like, I'm not saying the games they they're giving to. are bad. They're not. But they're just not. It doesn't expect. seem like that. Yeah. Like the idea of we here in Australia, it's about like seventy bucks a year, more. If you yeah okay, or at least seventy bucks. I forget what it was. I think it's like mm. I think seventy nine. Either way, it's like seventy to eighty bucks a year. So that's equivalent of a game. And granted, we're getting you know X amount of games a year because of it. But Overcooked two, I think it's like twenty bucks at best. This is Overcooked one. Not two. Sorry, I mean, Overcooked one, like 20 bucks at best. Mm. Edith Finch, I'm pretty sure I've seen for like $11. Yeah. You look at dollar value <clears throat> when they had the PS3 and the PS4 and the Vita games, you're looking at maybe 100 bucks. 100 or something bucks, yeah. And now we've dropped down to about 30 mm. Top selling games for last week, starting at number 10, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, number 9, Star Wars Battlefront 2, number 8, Division 2, number 7, Red Dead Redemption 2, number 6, World War Z. Number five, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Number four, Fallout 76. Number three, Spider-Man. Number two, Mortal Kombat 11. Number one, Days Gone. Oh, I did my elbow. That's twice. Days Gone. Makes sense. Once again, I still still truly think there's like 18 copies of games sold. Like, Mm -hmm. how many copies of uh, Battlefront? Oh, like 12. Nah. You're wrong. I'm totally wrong. It's in the thousands this list gets pulled from. I guarantee. But the discrepancy, the, the point I'm getting, the discrepancy of one, one and two mm. between eight and nine would be tens of thousands. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like Days Gone and Mortal Kombat 11, I guarantee you they've sold like tens of thousands of copies. Mm. And I imagine the last three you've probably sold within the thousands. Yeah. That's not five. Yeah, I don't think so. And just a quick bits: Rage Two has gone gold. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night will finally be released in June, and also we will get an official look at the next Call of Duty by the end of June. Yeah. So So first off, Rage Two, awesome! I reached. I reached out like two days ago. Yeah. So I I reached out to Bethesda Australia. Hey, we didn't completely shit on Fallout seventy six. Yeah, we maybe hook us. Oh, I should have done that too. Like, (laughs) hey, we love. Like, we enjoyed seventy six. Uh, brother up. But um, yeah. So that hopefully we can jump on that. Who knows when? We'll Mm -hmm. see how it goes. Uh, Bloodstain. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Call of Duty, and by end of June, E three man, Xbox stage. You'll hear it. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that. It's do you, do you, do you still think it's likely to be Modern Warfare 4? Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? It's Infinity Ward's turn, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. Last year was Treyarch. Yeah. And, and the year before Sledge that was Hammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah, then yes. So it is Infinity. Yeah, it's a given. Yeah. It's a given. Like, it'd be interesting to go, because like, with um, what, World War 2, no, World War 1, 
What was, what was last year's one? And Blackout. Oh no, Blackout was very futuristic. Black Ops Black 4. Ops. Whatever was the it? last one was. It's futuristic. Mm. Okay, yeah, know. it makes total sense. As long as it's not like in the distant future shit, I'm sticking to none of that stuff. Yeah, but I'm also done with the modern shit as well. Yeah. And the past shit. If they so, do modern as in like 2012, you know, like, <laughs> now, like this. Uh, like, modern warfare, you're modern, talking about. But not, yeah, but like, you know how Black Ops hit, like Black Ops 1 and 2 was were like the Vietnam, the Vietnam War, apparently. The Vietnam War and like around like the Cold War, that was awesome. And they're mm. like, guess what? 2084. Fuck. Mm. Like that jump in 3 was just stupid. Black Ops 3? Yeah, Black Ops uh, 3 went to like super okay. future. Now, keep that shit now. Mm. Maybe Modern Warfare 4 will be about <coughs> gun control in America. Keep it kind. No way. Keep There's it no current. way they'll do that. No, they won't. It's Port Aftermath. Keep politics out of my games. <laughs> 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 That's it for the news, Ryan. As we have a chat to the players about review scores. What's good? No, we've like we've talked about review scores in the past, and we talk about where they where they stand in terms of overall things. But here specifically, what did you take it down? Did you save the article that you had up? I you? up. It's just it's just a push square if you want to find it. Okay. Uh, I forgot where I was going. Yes, I remember now. So we've just, we've talked about uh, about game scores at length in the past, but this time we want to get a little bit specific. So right now, the topic of conversation is around days gone now days gone has been given uh, it's sitting about 70 70 early 70s on metacritic currently a lot of places were giving it a good seven out of ten so the the discussion around that was seven out of ten that is a dumpster fire of a game i don't want to buy it yeah 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 you just accurately Represented the entire gaming community. That's what I was hoping to do. So Except we, for our great listeners. We want to have a discussion around 7 out of 10. And why 7 out of 10 isn't a bad game. It's a fucking good game, bro. Josh? I concur. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that... <laughs> <laughs> that PlayStation conversation. <laughs> no, but it, it's just perception. And I think it's primarily because... When you go to Metacritic and look at these scores, a 72, which Days Gone is, mm-hmm. has a yellow box around it, whereas 8 and above has a green box. Now, green is obviously better than yellow. Mm-hmm. So when you see that yellow, you think, Warning. bad game. Warning. I agree. But no, <laughs> like, but, <laughs> that didn't mean it any No, no, it makes that. total sense. It's all better. It's, like, it's a visual thing, right? Like, if, even this, this is one of the examples that I had to fight. When I, at my old job, I used to work in a call center and they had a thing called NP, NPS, which is, the, which is the idea that customers would give you a survey and, uh, you know, they would rate your company out of 10. Mm. Uh, as per NPS, anything between 1 to 7 was bad. 7 and 8 was neutral mm. and 9 and 10 were great. Yeah. I'm like, no, a fucking seven's fine. So yeah, we so. we weren't allowed to get... We had to get nines and tens. That's dumb. And Why beca- have the other eight numbers? Yeah, what, what is just the have point? Good? Why not just have yes or no? Yeah, like what is the actual point of one to seven? Mm. It negates the whole point of a 10-point scale. Mm. Mm. It makes all those numbers redundant. So it because, you know, it, how it should be, if you did, if you provided the average amount, like if, if this game is fine it works and it's fine that's a fucking five mm. period like that is dead average 
and our friend reason for the game was straight up broken and didn't work then you head down hmm. exactly the five is the average five is the middle of the road yeah five is it works then you go up to ten and it's like how much sauce does it have how hmm. much better does it get and then you go down and it's like well this is poo five is the middle of the road and speaking on the colours Days Gone at 72 with a yellow mm-hmm. is the same colour as Metal Gear Survive. With a... 60. Yeah. Days Gone is staggeringly better than Metal Gear Solid Survive. <laughs> I just think that we, as a people, put too much value on these review scores. Well, because I think uh, this is a discussion we've had before. Like It simplifies the whole idea. Mm. Instead of looking at is this game for me? What genre is it? Who's in it? Does it have good sound design? Does it look appealing? Is it fun gameplay? All that stuff. It's like, just give me a number and I'll decide if I'm going to play it Mm. or not. And that's not really how things should be done. I mean, if I did that all through my life, there's plenty of good games I would never have touched because they're not very good, Mm. you know, due to the ratings and all that. But I've kind of just especially the last probably year and a half, two years, it's really just, I'm just going to form my own opinion. And I don't watch all, I've said it before, I don't watch all the all the trailers for a game that comes out and read the previews and watch the reviews when the embargo drops. I don't do any of that for a game that I want. Because I just want to play it and go, I know from the first trailer, do I want to play this or not? Generally. Um, like The Outer Worlds. Like, saw the trailer, I'm like, that's for me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to read reviews, uh, previews about the game length and you know how the combat actually works and allows us that game looks like one i want to play and review scores be damned and yeah i just think we just value the numbers too much and i think having especially just having so many numbers that are just redundant now like you said with your performance reviews one to seven is pointless because as far at a glance the general consensus is one to seven is all the same. Mm -hmm. A 1 out of 10 game is the same as a 6 out of 10 game because it's not a 9 out of 10. If it's not an 8.5, 9 out of 10, it's not worth playing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just not how the scale works. I think think a big part of that comes down to the lack of nuance. I've mentioned this before. Lack of nuance within culture, within gaming culture, within movie culture, whatever. The problem is I think we are all busy. We are all... Mm -hmm finite amount of time we all have a finite amount of funds so people want to know that what they've decided to put their dollars in or anything like that is sort of they want to make sure they're getting their money their value for their money whatever and they want to do it they want to find that out the quickest way possible with the least amount of effort i understand that that part i understand however the issue with that is it's just it's just shit it doesn't work like these people that stand here and claim they don't have enough time to play shitty games instead spend fucking hours on their day bitching on the internet Mm. so what you're saying is we have too much internet freedom is that it Ryan? I think that's part of it (laughs) I think we need to be I think we need oppression to vote out net neutrality yeah we need oppression in its its truest sense of the word no China's got this shit figured out Everything over there is a no. Like it's, it, yeah, no. It's it's the same thing as like when we we we've used this example before too with like Batman versus Superman. Mm. The debate was this movie sucks. This movie is brilliant. Nope, movie was dead set in the middle. <laughs> people don't people don't know how to argue because apparently that's all everyone does now. People don't know how to argue or how to stand 
on the line. Fine. Mm. Fine is fine. Yeah. Fine is okay. If we didn't have fine, we wouldn't have brilliant because the fine games haven't set that line. Yeah. So if you walk in and you go, that's fine, and you it, you can't argue fine. Like, well, it, so people go, uh, it, it must be shit. I don't know how to feel about it. It must be shit. Mm. Like, I'm not happy about I'm like, I'm not stoked about it. I'm not appraising I'm like Exactly how we were when we walked out of BVS. Yeah. We all walked out in silence. And I remember the first thing I said is, I don't know how I feel about that movie. Yeah. I'm like, it was I didn't immediately fine. go, that was fucking bullshit. Unlike Suicide Squad, we walked mm. out and went, that, yeah, was bad. that was bad. All of that was bad. Mm. Objectively. It was like a three out of ten. Yeah. And then I walked out of uh, uh, Justice League and I was like, that was all right. Mm. Is it perfect? Middle of the road. No. Nah. Was it better than BVS? Yep. Mm. Ac- uh, Just League, good seven out of ten. BVS, good good five out of ten. Extended Suicide version, Squad, maybe six. Three out of ten. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and I agree for the most part. It's just that these numbers mean nothing, mm. really. They mean nothing because you and I have played many similar games in the past where I've been like. This is like a 10 out of 10. I fucking love like this Like Persona game. 5. I thought it was fine. Persona 5. Exactly. Uh, Dead Cells. Like games that I've put so many hours into. I'm like, these are like defining games of the generation for me. And you're like, meh. Lee. <laughs> and I think I think you've touched on something there that kind of really like settles the point. Especially why people get all uppity about it on the internet. Is we attach so much of ourselves to those scores like mm. as an example like say there are people that believe that we's uncharted right everyone everyone in their heart of hearts is like uncharted is a 9.5 the game is in my opinion nine it's a 9.5 but the, anybody comes out it goes eh it's about an eight i say it's about eight but i mean like for them because like they've put their identity their their stance so by you going nah it's an eight it's it to, to most people who are always on the attack. It's like no, you just attacked my opinion because you don't think because you don't believe it matches, and hence I'm the outraged. Bickering. Hence the outrage. <laughs> and I think I think that's where it comes from now. Mm. I think because people hold this arbitrary number as a point of their opinion. Yeah, but then there's also the people that latch onto it without playing it anyway. Yeah. Like you know, I guarantee you all the people saying Days Gone is a bad game. Not all of them have even played it. They're or even look at it, yeah seen the 72 or Metacritic and Critic and gone well that's not a 95 see I think there's the other difference there as well is we have like we we come at it from a different place like there are many people that want to follow the game's the the game's conversation Mm. and in our spot even within our own little space our own little community we kind of lead that conversation Mm. so we don't really follow many other people's stuff Mm. Mm. I think that gives us a different perspective for people that that might come in and like if you if you're if you're an avid follower of kind of funny as an example and we've seen this in that kind of funny community like people that just mirror whatever Greg Miller says mm. because they they want to feel part of that like they're not they don't have their own little space they're mm. they're coming to somebody else's mm. like, and thank you know a lot of people that are in our community have all have all been other places so they've all got their own and they're coming in like a good hunk of the people that we know are reviewers themselves or they've been in the gaming space long enough to like not require the acceptance of a greater community because like either they've had their own or they don't give a fuck mm. I like the I don't give a fuck camp yeah but you know what I mean so like I'm like 
these people won't be like, yeah, it would mirror exactly what we said because they all have their own voice. But we don't score any games, and that was an active decision we made, I think, when we started this. FTP, yeah. It's just, let's talk about the game, let's talk about the good stuff and the bad stuff, and then say, do you think it's worth checking out? Yes, check it out, or no. It's, and I think you know, me saying yes, check it out. That could be a f- for you, like in your opinion, that could be a five out of ten to a ten out of ten. I still might be like, yeah, check it out. You know what I mean? And then adding to that, like when it's more personalized, mm. as it's you or I discussing a game, like people that watch for the players or, or watch the pop cultures or join with our community, like they know us, mm. they know our voices, they know what we say, they know our opinions. So they've they've heard me in the past go looter shooters a poo and um then multiplayer games aren't my thing. When you say so then when, when I come you in, say when my I, time in Porsche is yeah, a ten out of when ten. I, when I come in here and I go the division two is fucking awesome, mm. you know they're like oh maybe there's something there mm. because that's not my game. By me coming out here and going that's not my game, I love this game. Mm. Then you know like okay there is something here of note that breaks what the conventions of someone you know like someone's genre of games. Well, same as me in Stardew Valley. Exactly. Like, I'm like, Stardew Valley is the shit because I love farming games. And you go, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I hate farming games. Stardew Valley is the tits. I've played it more than Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, that says something about Stardew Valley. Mm. And this is the other issue when you go with those big sites like your IGNs, your GameSpots, whatever. There's, like, tens of reviewers a year. Like, it's never consistently a tone. Mm. And I think that, like, one voice... I think that's why people like YouTube. Because you, if you go to Angry Joe, you get Angry Joe. You, you, go, to, you go to here, mm. you get us. Like, if you go to... You know, our friends over at, like, Explosion Network, if you go to, like, Dash Culture, if you go to, like, The House of Mario, like, all these people, you go there and you know it's Drew, it's Buddy, it's Dash, mm. you know, it's, it's Dylan, it's Ashley, like, you know who those voices are. Like, you know, I think even Angry Joe said it himself, like, if I say a fighting game is really fucking good, don't take my word for it, because I fucking love fighting games. Yeah, I think he said that in his Dragon Ball Z review. Yeah, like Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Yeah. He's like he's pr- like he went to the nitty and gritty and praised it, and he's like the average person won't know half this shit or notice half this shit. Mm. Yeah, and but that's just it. You get to know what they like, what they don't like, and when they say they like something that they don't normally mm. play, you go, well, that must be pretty good. And when they say something shit in a genre that they love, you think, well, that must be pretty shit because mm. this person loves this genre. And, like, I also understand people's need to, coming back to the 7 out of 10, like, people don't want a bleh or a bland experience, right? Or Mm. just an experience. They want something to blow them fucking away. Because, like, once again, they have a finite amount of money and we are so spoilt for entertainment right now Mm. that, like, they, like, only want the best of the best. The thing is, if you're blown away with every single game you play, you stop being blown away anymore. You need the... Eh, experiences so the next time you do play something that is genuinely a 10 out of 10 you kind of go wow yeah the last game I played was nothing like this didn't give me these feelings whereas if every game you ever play is giving you that god of war feeling it's gonna lose the luster and you're not gonna get that feeling anymore mm. you need you need to eat a cheeseburger from Macca's every now and then so when you go to the pub and have the triple steak burger you go this is the shit. Um, probably where's this triple steak burger? That sounds brutal. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You have burgers from Macca's, and, uh, mm. but when you go out and you get a real burger from a real restaurant, mm. you go, oh. Like, this is what it's meant to be. This is what it's meant to be. And that's not saying Macca's burgers are bad, because I'll eat a double quarter pounder a day if I had the chance. But you've got to have that baseline to yeah. judge everything else off. 
And a 7 out of 10 is a good baseline. It's above average. It's not brilliant. It's above average. And isn't that emotionally exhausting, either loving or hating everything? I'd imagine so. That sounds exhausting to I me. just stay to hating everything. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Not really. No, no we're, yeah. we're, we're both there. We're both very cynical at this point. I'm very cynical, but... <laughs> I do... I... <clears throat> I hate seeing just the internet stuff these days. Yeah. It just bugs me. It just really gets under my skin. To the point where, like, I like, sit down, open Reddit. See, Reddit Days Gone's w- a hot mess. <sighs> I guess I'm going to bed. Well, see, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, how, how are you finding, like, like Reddit? Because Facebook and Twitter just seem to be regurgitating the same shit. No, nah, Reddit's fine. Um, there's r slash gaming... Mm. And there's r slash games. Gaming is just ev- that, that's the cesspool, in my opinion. R slash gaming is the cesspool of just regurgitated opinions and dead memes and rehash stuff. Whereas games is more heavily moderated for let's have a discussion. Why is that? Why is there a difference in the two? Like or- anyone can make a subreddit. Oh, okay. And anyone can join it, and you set moderate. Think of it as a forum. Mm. Each subreddit is just a separate forum from the main page of Reddit. So, gaming turns into a... I don't know which was first, but for argument's sake... I'm going to say gaming was first. Let's say there's r slash gaming. People are on it all the time. It's got 2 million people subscribed to it and 50,000 people online, all you can see. And everyone's like, someone, someone that day went, I'm just tired of this kind of gaming discussion. Just It's the internet on my forum. I'm going to make r slash games and get moderators and we're going to mold this community into how we want to talk about games which is news articles discussions there's there's safe corners of reddit you can go you just got to get through it Mm. why are we talking about that i'm excited i've always assumed that reddit would just be the worst it's not it's brilliant it's brilliant it is a really should i get on reddit takes a while to get used to but Mm. i think you once you start like finding you make an account untick all the default subreddits you subscribe to yeah and then just as you think of something you like you, I really want to like talk about Vita go to the Vita subreddit and subscribe and yeah I want to go to the r slash squared circle squared circle yeah. WWE all the wrestling ones you can have and I, mean, when, I mean there's a lot of negativity there and then when you go to your feed it's, it's just everything from all those subreddits that you've subscribed to just in your feed Ooh, like and then that. you can just you know or you can go to the popular which is just everything on Reddit and then finally in, like in popular yeah a lot of mine are porn. There's good porn on it. <laughs> 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 throw that out there. Look, I'm like I'm sure it's fine. It's uh, don't show me your pawns. No, you can. T- these are all my subreddits. And I'm oh, okay, what have you got? Uh, you've got big titty goth JF. Big titty, yeah, yeah, big titty goth. I like that Bigger one. Classic thought. wow makes sense. Mm. Delusional artists. Mm. Just as an example. It's just pe- artists who think they're very good and set ridiculous prices. Oh, that's my favorite thing in the world. I got to see this. Oh, I, lo- I love questionable art. Yeah. Mm. But then you go into the comments of something mm-hmm. and someone will link a different subreddit and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. And yeah. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. What were we talking about? Seven out of 10. Mm. Seven out of 10 is decent. You should still play those. So, I did reach out to the community. As you do. As you do. Uh, and then we've got some answers here. Kyle, 
that's old Chrissy Biscuit, has mm. jumped down and he says, scrap review scores altogether. Love you, love you, Kerr. As a reviewer myself, yeah, which he has been for quite a number, number of years, you notice nobody reads the actual written review. They skip right to the score. It undermines the game, the work the team put into it, and also the reviewer him slash herself. Didn't IGN do something similar a couple of years ago? Everyone would just scroll to the bottom to see the yeah. big red box. So they, 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 they got rid of the verdict. So we'd see like the last paragraph would be the verdict, then the score. They mm. removed the verdict. So okay. you can't just get a summary of the entire thing. You can get right. the score now. Because they'll, they'll never... Rather elim- the other way around. Yeah, they'll never eliminate the score. Give me the verdict. Fuck the Like, score. I know people like player two, like like Paul and that. They only have the verdict. They don't have the score. Mm. We just get a whole fucking conversation. Mm. You know, and so on and so forth. <laughs> uh, my good friend Damien Holdies comes in. He says, Scrap degenerate media! Exclamation mark. It's the age of the independent podcast for speaking the truth. Like <laughs> what did him. you call this last week? The voice of reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the voice of reason in the gaming community. <laughs> uh, and I'll da- speaking of Dash, you guys, it's simple. The scale's broken. We've discussed this like 20 times over now on Dash Culture and with you included on the show, Betson, which is true. Almost below an eight is, is considered crap now. It's terrible how bad the aggregate score has manifested. Mm. He is spot. Oh, no, I did put it over here on the, on the Twitter as well. And no, I'm responding to Twitter. At a glance. Think of think of just looking at two games on two different sites. One does a scale out of ten, one does a scale out of five. Right? You look at the out of ten score, it's a six six point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. And you go, ugh. You look at the five score and it's a three point five out of five. You're like, oh. When they roughly That's a six out of ten. About the same. You you times by two. Yeah. Six out of ten. Yeah. That's why when we did do when when we did do scores we were out of five mm. and we only did half steps. None mm. of this 6.8 or 7.3. Yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah. It's half at best. Mm. You know what I love about I love about Young and the Wrestlers? We review on a two thumbs up basis or a two curt angles because he looks like a motherfucking thumb. Oh, you just ruined him for me. <laughs> he does look like a thumb. You can't unsee it. So how we rank it is two curt angles, one curt angle or half, you know, like we're half, half angles. Mm. And like that makes, it's great. You never do it. You, you, you can it's either no yeah there's no downs it's either it's zero half one one and a half two that's it how do you do the one and a half it's, so it's a curt angle on the bar <laughs> 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 but like and that makes it so much easier to score it's just like it's simple and like what's that other channel that you've been watching recently ACG oh yeah I've not re- like I've watched him for years yeah but yeah. you've mentioned him a lot more recently yeah, buy wait for sale yeah uh, or never touch and it's such a simple setup. Mm. Like, there's no scores. It's just dead simple. And I love that so much more. Like, yeah. I know it, it might not be as simple as a yes, no, always. Mm. Like, a yes, no, maybe is always... But he explains the, the verdict as well. He goes, I'll wait for sale because... Mm. Or buy it now, but... Yeah. yeah. There's always caveats. And that's, that's the real downside. Like, I understand why they do the big 100-point scale it so you can get those... Mi- you, you, they believe that it will get those minor details out of the way. Because if you bring it down to three scores, it's almost just as bad. Mm. Yeah. But what's a 6.8 to a 6.9? So true. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? I, I don't know. 6.9 to 7.1? Is it better? I assume it's better. Just call it a 7. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think of the 7 out of 10. Because personally, it's fucking fine, man. It's fine. Just play what you want to play. 
I understand. I, I understand the hesitance, but just fucking play it your own I play. dream about being a seven out of ten. Oh, so maybe man. think about that. Yeah, coming from a solid four. Fuck, I'd love for a seven. I'll give you a four point two. Ooh. The point two is that one chin hair. Yeah, the point. Yeah, is you can grow a bigger beard than me. Mm. But then it evens out because. But you look good in a beanie. I look horrible in a beanie. Why? I don't. My head's too big. Get a bigger beanie. Yeah, but it's then you might be a five. It's these little things, man. The little things. Oh, I like yeah. it. You added in an FOV slider. There's an extra point on your score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fit a beanie on your head. There's another point. Oh, oh, I want to be a five now. <laughs> but See, if it, I dream of being a seven. He dreams of being a five. <laughs> If we could both just be as good as days gone, we'd be happy men. Yeah, it's true. Or we could just mush ourselves together and become a good quality six. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing you down, but you're bringing me up. So it works out. It's nice for me. Averages, not always good. I'm happy with my 6.5. <laughs> Yo, let us know what you think. Uh, and with a 7 out of 10 is the dumpster fire that the internet claims it to be. Spoilers, the answer is not. Mm. Speaking of a bunch of games that are probably average or if not good at all, it's now time to go into the drop. We tell you... What games are coming out this week in a section called Coming Twitter Players? New PlayStation games from May 7, 2019. Pretty short list today. Dolings Arcade, PS4 Digital. For the King in the North. PS4 Digital. <laughs> the In the North, isn't there? Nah, it should be, though. Frayne, Dragon's Odyssey, PS4, PS Vita, Digital Crossbuy. Lost Artifact, Soulstone, PS4 Digital. Lovecraft's Untold Stories, PS4 Digital. My Big Sister. PS4, PS Vita, Digital Crossbite. Party Arcade, PS4, Digital. Poyo Poyo Champions, Ooh, PS4, like Digital. Reverse Crawl, PS4, Digital. Shakedown Hawaii, PS4, PS Vita, Digital Crossbite. That's very similar like, like uh, Rio City Rampage and stuff. Is it? Well, that same top-down sort of crazy shooting. It's like, yeah. yeah. Explosions. There's, yeah. Look, I bet you there's some quality 7 out of 10s. <laughs> bunch of good games there is golden week sale on on japanese inspired titles right now that's on the australian that's uh, on the american store we have an american listener i'm sure yeah go check out the the, the jap oh actually no i take that back there are some the ones in the european store i think it's called best of japan yeah it's not called golden week i think like resident evil's on there and it's a bit cheap no resident i think evil it's 2. golden week in japan mm. hence the sale being called the best of japan mm. that's why it says golden week sale because it's golden week What's Golden Week? A very sh- bright yellow week. Nice. Very valuable, so I hear. Um, allegedly. Mm. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> to the PlayStation Store. That PlayStation conversation happened on a Monday morning at 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time on YouTube and 8am on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast services. If you'd like to be a part of future conversations, please join us on Facebook, Discord, comment below. If you're feeling generous, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash popculture. Let's head over there, check out the tiers. Might be something there that interests you. If you do want to support us on Patreon, you can watch us record the show live. And we do on Saturday or Sunday. I normally give you a good, like, four minutes notice. Mm. But if you, it, uh, you can That's also watch us record... Yeah, 7 out of 10. You can also uh, watch us record The Young and the Wrestlers on a Thursday if you do join that. Uh, if you want to show the last pop culture on your body, hit popculturist.com slash shop. You can get assorted shit with our logos on it. We ask for Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepopculturists. And while you're over there on your podcast services giving us, you know, star reviews, 7 out of 10. Mm. Uh, as well as, you know, just letting giving us some love on, on your whatever podcast platform of your choice please go check out the young and the wrestlers <laughs> ratings mean nothing 
please give us good reviews well, on it iTunes. It helps more people get there. Helps more people <laughs> listen to our shit. And we made it to new uh, and noteworthy again this week. I didn't. Oh, we didn't. Young and the Restless. Didn't. You did. You and Jeff. I don't fucking know how that works. We literally get tens of listeners. Mm. Fucking tens of listeners. Mm. I think she's ready to be uh, inaugurated into the Pop C team. I think at she this is. Point. I think Jeremy has to be at this point, mm. right? Maybe she should be on FTP, and we might actually get into the new and noteworthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a woman. You think that's what it is? That's not what I'm saying. Hey, you're putting it. No, no, yeah, no, no. Weird. I'm not. I'm not claiming. Uh, I think you're right. <laughs> there's too. There's too much dick in FTP. One way to find out. That's it. There's plenty of boobs. Not enough of the other. I'm going to end it here. Uh, <laughs> I'll give him a 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10. Yeah. Until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Josh Lundin. And that was for the players. There is yeah. a lot of dick in this room, though. Mm-hmm. A solid 7 to 10 inches. <laughs> <laughs>